This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. My name is Megan. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, an author. I just do a lot of different types of things. And as I've been going through life, I just really uh, like to share stories and meet people and find connections um, of cool people doing awesome things all around me every day. And so this is a podcast where we're going to be kind of all over the board. Sometimes it'll be about personal growth. Sometimes there might be some professional strategies that I've learned that I would love to share. Uh, And just my perspective on a lot of different things in life. Um, So join me, Megan Bryant, and keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. This episode has a couple of different segments. The first one where I kind of recap some of the uh, yes and principles that I touched on a couple of episodes ago with being in ready position versus yeah, but, and how that is a negative energy, a blocker, something that just kind of keeps us at a standstill and can cause rifts really in relationships. Um, additionally, it's a, a fun sampling of uh, one of my improv basics classes who are going to throw in some of their dialogue to show the application that they are learning. And this was recorded on week three of a four week session together. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to I Hardly Know Her. A couple of episodes ago I talked about ready position with yes and. Of course that is a tool that is found within improvisation most commonly associated with a comedic art form. However over the years as a performer and an improv trainer I've really switched gears to bring those principles to everyday life to help you show up uh, in your best self, to be present in the moment, to not be afraid to share your ideas, and to have a more positive approach really to any experience that you need to deal with, whether it's a task at work or a life challenge, uh, a health issue, um, or just getting out of bed in the morning. Choosing to say yes and allows you that actionable forward momentum to keep yourself from getting in a rut. So in this episode, I want to just be able to dive in a little bit more uh, to the counterpoint of yes and, which is yeah, but. Really anything that is an opposite sound of the yes and situation uh, is going to be something that results in blocking and stifling and negative emotions and energies that can be attached to that. Some people, unfortunately, are unaware that they exist in a space all around them in yeah, but. Those negative people in your life, bless their hearts, just may not even have the wherewithal to identify that they are the ones blocking other people from feeling loved and accepted and that their ideas are valued. To their defense, many of them probably have also been yeah-butted to a large degree um, within their own life. It's just an unfortunate cycle that continues to happen. If someone's been mistreated uh, or had their own dreams and ambitions squashed time and time again, uh, or simply told no, 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 instead of yes, try something new, or be encouraged to just step into who they are with the confidence that that's okay for them to be them, uh, these are learned behaviors um, that are not necessarily something that they're doing on purpose. So when you're talking about yes and versus yeah but, um, it really comes down to a couple of simple things. <laughs> and it, it's just that simple. Yes is an acknowledgement. It's an acceptance tool to say yes, that's the thing that I need to address. 
it does not mean you have to agree with it. I cannot emphasize that enough. And I probably said that in the first episode and you'll probably hear me say it again. Yes does not mean you have to agree with someone else. Quite often you will not agree with them. It does not invalidate someone else's perspective and point of view. Saying yes allows you to give them their space to have their belief system or whatever they hold to be true or their opinion up to this point in life in their experience and you also get to have your own perspective and experience and it's no less valid. You cannot change someone's mind by forcing opinions down other people's throats. I'm not sure when we're ever going to get on board with that concept. Um, it, It just will never happen. So think of yes and entirely as a way to accept others, to accept that there's other ideas and principles and concepts that exist that may not be your flavor, and that's okay. Just like you have things that you might love that someone you care about might not love. For a very simple example, I do not like eating onions. I can't stand the crunch of them. I think that they are overwhelming. If I were to have an onion um, on a sandwich, to me it just destroys the flavor of an otherwise delicious sandwich. Now, does that mean I'm not going to be friends with people who love onions? No. Uh, I may refrain from kissing someone um, if they've had onions, at least until the essence subsides. But it does, neither of us are wrong. I don't like onions. Other people like onions. Both of those are okay. Um, yeah, but is something that inadvertently causes damage. Um, I recently did a workshop where I was with a bunch of women at a ladies' retreat. And one woman who was very adamant about setting very specific expectations for her daughter. And she essentially framed it up in a way that if her daughter did X, Y, Z, whatever this thing was, in this case, it was actually specifically identified as doing drugs. Now, granted, yes, I encourage you to set healthy boundaries within your own home. If you're not going to allow drugs in your home, for sure, yeah, you absolutely have the right to do that. The way that the dialogue and the restrictiveness was coming out, though, worried me to the extent that now if that daughter decides that she's going to go ahead and do drugs and she already knows that her mother has set up the expectation essentially not only that they're not allowed in the home but that she would be not accepted into that world into their family's world if she chose to do drugs that is just a huge invitation for a giant possibly irreplaceable, irreparable rift. So when that daughter, maybe she does hit rock bottom and then where's she going to turn? Do you think she's going to turn to her mother for love and support when she's already been taught conditional love? I think not. So sometimes yes and needs to be used in a way, um, I believe, as an unconditional loving tool. You don't have to say anything. And sometimes if you strongly disagree with someone, a great way to allow yourself those boundaries and hold space for those people is to use yes and, sometimes by not even saying anything at all. Just extending love and well-wishing towards them and protecting yourself and whatever you need to um, to not be affected by the things that are going to be potentially harmful to you. 
Um, I hope that that makes sense. It is, it's a really delicate balance because obviously we have to say um, some of those stopping type of words um, if there's danger involved because yeah, but shows up as that you can't do something, you shouldn't do something, stop, don't, couldn't, whatever. The things that are um, make us take pause and explore more why we would be doing the things. Um, and yet there's still a certain scope of like people are still going to want to learn on their own. Like my two-year-old, I could tell him a hundred times, and I did, that the curling iron is hot. Ouch. That it will hurt. Don't touch. And yet, and yet, the two-year-old still managed to curiously and blatantly, very intentionally, touch the curling iron, it, at which point, ouch, he learned hot. Oh, now is he going to do it again? Probably not. Um, there's just, we have to let people be them and have their own experience. Yes, anding allows us that space to give people the room to have their own experience and know that that's okay. They can do their thing, just like we want to be yes anded in our own space. And now the segment promised at the beginning. This is a quick little round table with an improv basics class of mine. I always love jumping in and getting yes-demonials of how yes and is now being applied to their everyday life. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, what have you guys noticed? Let's start with uh, yes and first. What are some of the things that have stood out to you in these past couple of weeks since we started together? How yes and works for you, how it shows up in life? Any, really anything. Your thoughts on yes and. Thanks for asking the question, Megan. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that when you ask yes and, you tend to drive the conversation further and the person seems to be more engaged in the conversation. Okay. Yeah, but. <gasps> oh, you're just going right to the yeah, but, Lisa. <laughs> it, when you do the yeah, but, it almost puts somebody on the defense, the other party on the defense, mm-hmm. because it's just not their idea at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed, too, with yes and, I've been trying to use it in business. Okay. So if I'm, like, brainstorming for my blog using yes and to prompt myself to go through. So even just in my head coming up with ideas and saying, you know, coming up with an idea and then following it with yes and actually allows my mind to go even further Okay. than it would have without that prompt. There's a little so bit of a brainstorming a tool. creative mm-hmm. tool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then also um, when I coach my clients, I have one that I've taught the yes and tool and he's all about it as well. Like it just kind of blew his mind. Um, learning that and realizing that, yeah, saying yes and com- creates a completely different vibe. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think before you heard yes and? Was that a new concept to any of you? Yes. Okay. And? And I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I like it. It was to, to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. I hadn't heard it put that way before. I, I, I know about holding space for people. Mm-hmm. But yes, anding I had not heard of before, and oh. it was like brilliant. How did it shift things for you when once you understood it? Any thoughts on, like, once you go, oh, just you could say yes you, to something. Sure, just because you say yes to something and accept it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to believe it, mm-hmm. but it helps to drive 
a deeper thought. Sure. Carries on the conversation. Yep. And what does it do for you? Like, so if you're in a, if you're being yes-anded, I think that's important what uh, our friend Derek here just said, that it's an acceptance. It's like, it's really an, an acknowledgement tool. It doesn't mean we have to agree with something or like something necessarily. It allows us to acknowledge the thing, whatever we're working on or needing to deal with in life or whatever it is, accept it or acknowledge it, and then choose to do something with it instead mm -hmm. of staying stuck, right? Um, we did an exercise that is yes and versus yeah but. Um, what feels different to you guys between those? We've talked a little bit about it, but elaborate a little if you can. It's a lot easier to yeah but. It's a lot easier to disagree with someone as opposed to agree with them. Okay. That's for sure. Sure. Absolutely. So what, what happens when we change the accept it to an acceptance that that person might have an opinion that's different than ours instead of having to agree with them? It definitely puts us in a mindset of almost putting themselves putting ourselves in their shoes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like mm -hmm. that. Okay. What else? Do you guys remember when we did the yeah but exercise? The, yeah, but was kind of fun because it um, sets up a little fun arguments. Mm -hmm. But I think you can get addicted to that. I'm a lawyer, and you get really addicted to because you're always. Um, thinking of transactionally, what do you have to plan for? Right. Yeah, you could do this, but we need to get insurance, we need to see if it's legal, mm. and but you can get really addicted to that. The so worst case scenarios. The yeah. tool, and you're not um, having fun and thinking of new things you could do, I guess. Sure. And you mentioned, Gail, that you had someone that you've noticed in your workspace who is a yeah butter that you maybe didn't notice before. And so what does that do, like now that we're aware of the difference between yes and and yeah but, it sort of changes the way that we notice how people are interacting yes. with totally. us and each other, yeah? Totally. Yeah, and it's not as fun <laughs> when I see it from, with, from him, it seems to stilt the fun debate we could have if we weren't being as closed. Yeah, ooh, I like that. It does yeah. kind of close us off. Yeah. There is a way to be in a yes and mindset and still have some of that playfulness by hearing them, whatever the, the thing is they're talking about, and then still just shifting gears and adding whatever thing you maybe can connect the dots to. Um, but yeah, budding, that's a, a space that a lot of people naturally gravitate towards because we want to, whatever our thing is that we like, we want that to be the best thing coolest thing and so it does sometimes cause some maybe unnecessary conflict when really we can still have different points and, and yes and that there's other points available and when you use the yes and it takes away from that there's almost a negative connotation with the yeah but and with the yes and it, it opens up the door to a, a broader conversation it doesn't just like slam it shut yeah for sure. I think it takes away resistance. Yes. Mm. Oh, we resist so yes. much in our life. And when you just use the term yes and, as opposed to yeah but, it's like the resistance goes away naturally. Yeah. Just when you just say that yes and. Yeah. Yeah. Have any of you actually noticed yourself saying it out loud to keep yourself in that mindset at all? Or has it all been like an internal dialogue? More internal. Okay. Yeah. I think that's level two. <laughs> <laughs> it could very well be. I oftentimes actually say it out loud to really activate 
um, especially if I'm in a hard situation that I don't really want to deal with, those are the times when yes and can be the most valuable because it does prevent us from getting stuck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, excellent. What other thoughts have you guys had on that before we uh, wrap up the group segment here of yes and versus yeah but? Like maybe, maybe energetically, how does it feel? Like, um, it seems yeah. like when you're doing a, when you are yeah butting somebody, you your emotion does tend to ramp up a bit more. Whereas, yes and, it allows for the other person's emotion to drive the conversation instead mm. of actually changing it based on negating each other's con conversation. Yeah, I think it's like yeah but is isolating, mm -hmm. and yes and is very connecting. Yeah. So when you yeah, but you're kind of building your walls up and creating like defining your space and mm -hmm. saying, you know, that's your opinion and here's my opinion and we can't see eye to eye. It's almost like it automatically makes that assumption. Totally. And then the ener that energy is there. Mm. Whereas yes and creates a much more open and connective space yeah. with people. And when I think about it on like a personal relationship, if this happens, if we are yeah, butted by someone close to us, um, either at work or maybe it's someone in our own family. It changes the way that we feel like, what can we share with this person? Mm -hmm. Why would I want to keep going up to the same person and be like, I'm so excited about this thing I'm doing on Friday. Yeah, but blah, blah, blah. No one wants to voluntarily go to a yeah, butter. And right. so a lot of times we learn in, in these workshops that um, we're not actually aware of how to pinpoint what's happening. We just know that there's people in our lives that are shutting us down um, and looking for the worst case scenario. Oh, what if you try this new thing and you fail? Well, at least we've tried the thing. You can yes and then find out quicker that that thing maybe didn't work for you and then move on to the next thing. Let's do a fun little activity here um, to close <laughs> this out. In the round, I want one of you to pick something that you love and so if somebody has that, then they raise their hand, and you're gonna start it with our I love statement. I love whatever that thing is. And then we'll each take a turn, yeah, budding that thing, okay? And maybe it'll end up being that you, yeah, but just the, first per the person that's right next to you and not necessarily the first statement, but get ourselves in that yeah, but mode. So does anyone have something that they just wanna sacrifice here, that's something they love? Okay, Gail. I love fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's expensive. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know fashion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but models are conceited. Yeah, but they're also nice to look at. Yeah, but we don't want to over-sexualize ladies, and that's not what fashion is about anyway. Okay. Hmm, that was an interesting little sample. <laughs> now let's try yes anding. Who else wants to throw an I love out and we'll do a lap with yes and? I love teaching kids. Okay. <laughs> yes, and kids are so funny. Yes, and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and their fun, crazy energy is really kind of inspiring to just be playful. Yes, and we're here meeting in an adoption center, and you ought to adopt a kid. <laughs> yes, and you get to mold little minds by teaching them. Right on. Look at that. We found a new prospective adoptive father. <laughs> <laughs> All in just one lap, a lap of yes and, and see, dreams can come true, guys. 
There is a different. That's, didn't even know you wanted a kiss. <laughs> it's uh, obviously a little bit over exaggerated when we do it in that type of an exercise, but it shows how two little words can change the trajectory of a dialogue just that quickly, right? Yep. Cool. Any other thoughts that you guys have either on yes and or yeah but? I think it's a fantastic tool for life. Okay. And mm. people should learn it. Yeah, they should. Yeah. I yes. didn't even pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the giggling over here. <laughs> we have... We have one fella in here who is just the most joyful giggle monster I've ever known in my life. Um, so we'll close this segment. Thank you guys for allowing me to hijack our own improv session here uh, for a few minutes to just show that it it's working, right? Absolutely. It does work. Yeah, We're having fun goofing around once a week, playing, being a little wacky, expanding our comfort zones, learning a little bit about different people, and meeting people that we may not have otherwise ever come across here in our little community. Um, and it's fun. So I appreciate you guys taking the time and sharing your joy of yes anding and putting the yeah but straight to the grave. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> I'm all about yeah, buddies. <laughs> Just not yeah, but ease. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. And here's a couple of last thoughts on that of, ooh, what happens when we start to see where yes and or yeah but shows up in our personal lives, especially with those relationships that are important to us. So my mother's a yeah butter okay. on everything my whole life. And I've always kind of tried to figure out what it is. I know that I know what she's doing, I've seen what she's doing, and it's hard when you want to have a good relationship with, your, with someone you love, and anything that you say, most anything you say, they come back and give you an excuse as to why it's not a good thing. But taking this class has taught me that she just doesn't understand the perspective that she's putting forth. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the next task is to try to help her to see what it can be like by transitioning these objections into acceptance. Have you had conversations with her since you've started classes? Any type of just general I, yeah, conversation? Yeah, I talk with her almost every day. I would be curious to see what happens if you <laughs> straight up hear something that she's saying and you say yes and... So I've been waiting for you to come up with some sort of uh, promotional video or something where I can show her so that she can be a part of your class, maybe even virtually or something. I would love to have her as part I of my class. I know she'd be more than willing to pay for a service <laughs> so awesome as yours, Megan. Most excellent. Thanks for that testimonial on observations. Especially in the relationships that are important to us, we don't want to pull the rug out from under them. So we get to lead by example. So what we've talked about in class is that we made the choice to be here. For whatever reason that you either got dragged in, somebody peer pressured you in, somebody coached you to be here, whatever it is, something that you just thought would be fun to add to your weekly story adventures with uh, friends, whatever it is for you, you all made the choice to be here. So you've already stepped into a space that you're willing to learn. And then we know that we can't make other people learn by force feeding it. We could set a good example to people 
by living that way though. So it'd be interesting even before you start going, hey, you should take an improv class, which I obviously encourage that. Just trying to change the words, like it sounds like you've done a little bit, maybe literally with some of your clients, like if you actually take someone and that you hear them say some kind of bold, crazy idea about their business project or whatever, and if you actually respond to them with, yes, and da 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 da, give them a potential positive thing to tag onto it, they're gonna go, well, what if? And same thing with negative people in our lives, because I certainly have some, and you better believe that I can only strong arm so many people into my workshops. I will actively yes and them, and they don't know that I'm doing it. However, people know that I'm a safe place to come and be whoever they are and be accepted. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You get to start interjecting it and leading the charge by setting your own example because you now have new information of how to exist as a little bit better person than you might have been before. But you're still you. You're just leveling yourself up a bit. Leveling up with yes and. Once you've learned the difference between yes and versus yeah but and how it shows up in your own life, it can be a really empowering thing. It can also be really frustrating when you recognize how many people in your own life may not quite have that awareness of how it works. And unfortunately, force-feeding somebody those principles uh, is not always uh, and actually is rarely a successful way to change people's opinions. Encouraging people to take an improv workshop, though, allows them to step into that space and see what it looks like for them individually. Now, if you're in the Boise, Idaho area, uh, you could definitely come join me in one of my workshops. Um, Look at the registration information at meetmeganbryant.com. Uh, I also have some virtual opportunities coming uh, in the form of emails and video programming that will be available here in the near future. And I travel. If you'd like to bring me into a training event uh, or a family reunion, um, there's all sorts of fun ways to apply this type of a training workshop scenario. And I am happy to bring my skills to you. Again, inquire within at meetmeganbryant.com. Thanks for listening to I Hardly Know Her. Just remember, you guys, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. <laughs> <laughs>